2018 study from the Music Industry Research Association found that 50% of musicians reported battling symptoms of depression. That's compared with less than 25% of the general adult population. We wanted to find out why. I'm George Boldarki, and this is Untangling the Chords, a podcast from WFUV News and Sound Mind Live, focusing on the relationship between music and mental health. In this podcast, mental health experts, advocates, and musicians will share their expertise and experiences on the issue of mental health and provide practical advice on how to handle mental health challenges. On today's episode, we talk with Hilary Gleason of Backline, an organization that works to connect music industry professionals and their families with mental health services. Hillary, thanks so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Let's start off with some background on the organization. What's the mission of Backline? Our mission is to connect music industry professionals and their family members with a trusted network of mental health and wellness providers. What inspired the formation of the organization? There's been a long history of mental health and substance abuse and depression in the music industry. But last summer, we lost two amazing musicians who shared an overlapping group of friends and fans. Um, And those musicians were Jeff Austin and then Neil Casal. We lost them both to suicide within two months of each other. And after Neil passed away, the conversation in the music industry really was ramping up about how we could do better by our friends and family and start to take care of each other and give people a space to voice any issues that they're having in a safe and private environment. Is it hard for people in the industry to recognize when they're experiencing mental health problems and know when to seek help? I think it's it's very hard. I mean, it, it's very hard for anyone to recognize mental health issues. And it takes a community of people oftentimes to support you in getting to a place where you can recognize what's going on. Um, but for this industry in particular, there are a number of factors that can really impact people recognizing mental health issues and then also getting help. One of those issues is self-medication, which is very common in the music industry. And so that can hide a lot of the issues that are happening um, underneath drugs and alcohol, as well as there's just a lot of isolation in the community. And, and even when you're touring with a band and you live in a tour bus together, it's hard to really connect sometimes with people around you um, because the creative side of things can be very isolating. So We see a lot of different barriers for people both recognizing mental health issues and then finding help. The U.S. Census Bureau has reported a 10% increase in one-person households throughout the past decade. And one Cigna study says two out of five Americans feel their relationships with others are not meaningful. So while feelings of isolation are not unique to musicians, the nature of their lifestyle can make these senses all the more potent. Without a viable support system, it can be hard for musicians to open up about the challenges they face in the job. And the burn of social stigma can be painful. Stigma is a huge thing that we talk about. Um, I think that the stigma is going away more and more every day uh, because people really in the past five years have started to talk a lot more about mental health and wellness. Um, Now with the impacts of COVID-19, I think so many more people are feeling and experiencing mental health as a relation of 
are in relation to the isolation, loss of job, being quarantined with your partner or family members. I mean, there's so many things that have brought this to the forefront of the collective consciousness right now. And so the stigma is going away, but for musicians in particular, it can be hard to uh, really admit what's going on to your partner. Um, If you're a touring musician, you are leaving that person at home for extended periods of time and throttling down the highway at 90 miles an hour. So your partner or family members are already worried about you just based on the lifestyle of traveling so much. Um, The people that you live and tour with might be too close with you um, to really be open and honest about what you're struggling with. I think we all know how that goes. And then There is this mystique and romance about being a musician and many people don't want to lift the curtain too much and take that away from fans um, because it's a, it's an important part of, of the concert experience and the music experience is is a little bit of mystery about your favorite artists. Um, And I think the old stereotypes about, uh, artists are troubled or conflicted or, or that's where they get their creative drive is true. Um, but again, it's, it's a lot nicer for many people to see that as a mysterious thing rather than knowing really the ins and outs of what that person is experiencing because it can make them really human. Um, and the dynamic has been set up for so long that musicians are a little bit superhuman. Um, So there are still many things that can impact whether or not someone feels like they can be open about their struggles. And we saw a real importance in giving people a place where they can be open about it. They know that they're talking to a licensed therapist um, and they don't have to lift the curtain to their work organization, to their family members, to their fans. Um, but they can find help somewhere privately first and then figure out how to express those things elsewhere. The goal is to provide folks in the music industry with some much-needed consistency and relief from the anxieties of the lifestyle. I asked Hillary exactly what those anxieties are. There are so many um, of them that it this is a very incomplete list, but uh, generally long hours and inconsistent schedules long periods of time away from home and family members, um, prevalence of substances on the road um, or at concerts. There is a fair amount of need, especially for emerging artists, to both be creative and be business savvy. Um, And now in the past decade or so, also have a social media presence. Um, and it is a lot of pressure on one person. Um, there's no job description. There's no salary that matches that job description. And you are responsible for hustling. Um, there are trust issues. A lot of people maybe had tried a manager or tried a label or tried an agent and it didn't work out. And that can uh, instill distrust um, in you. It's also really hard to work as a band um, or work with a manager and there are relationship issues that exist there in the same way that they do within the workplace or within the family. Um, And the band unit in particular is somewhere in between a family and a business in this gray area that can be really hard to navigate. Um, So those are 
some of them, but again, an incomplete list. So many people in the music industry are struggling financially and emotionally right now as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Shows, tours have been canceled, really income streams completely dried up. How much of an impact is that having on the work that you're doing? It flipped our lives and organization on its head. Um, The need for mental health services has increased exponentially. Our numbers have quadrupled in terms of people that need support. And um, right when everything started to shut down, our team launched a Come Together Crisis Initiative, which provides support groups and um, virtual breathwork sessions and meditation and yoga. And all of those things exist in an effort to support this new new normal. Um, Part of what's been so challenging is that our industry, that is music and live events, uh, will be one of the last to come back. And no one has a clear understanding of that timeline. So a lot of people find that they have to be tuned into the news all the time about that. And there's so much speculation that it can be uh, really disappointing to get your hopes up and then get things pushed back and really not have a clear understanding of when we're going to go back to work. There's also new creative challenges. Um, We've seen an amazing pivot in the music industry where so many people are now using live streams to connect with fans, raise money, but you are within the algorithm there. And so you're generally playing to existing fans and maybe growing a little bit here and there. Um, but there's this pressure to be online and to be creating sets that are unique with the understanding that people can now tune in to their favorite artist every night or every stream. And so you don't have the opportunity to play the same set um, like you would if you were playing in Des Moines and then in New York and then in Baltimore. And so there's a real push to be creative and to be showing up online um, and to to support the mental health of the nation and the world and and we have always turned to musicians to really lift that you know you're sad and you put on the sad song or you're happy and you put on the happy song and so now with this virtual live stream experience that we're doing we're putting a lot of pressure on those people to lift us up and oh I can't wait for the Tuesday night stream because it's you know something in my week that I get to schedule to tune into and for that person Tuesday can roll around and they may just not feel up to it and so there are so many challenges that are coming up in addition to just the baseline which is financial fallout Um, and so many people don't have a steady paycheck and the their monthly rent and expenses come from these gigs and and live streaming is great but it's not providing that and particularly for members of crews um they may not be able to live stream their Mm. sound mixing or lighting design and so there is a need for musicians to also carry the people in their crew and figure out unique ways to help make sure that everybody can pay their finances, whether or not you're able to show up online and ask for tips. So it's uniquely devastating and really difficult to 
understand the full scope of the mental health challenges here. The stresses Hillary talks about are stresses that even music fans can play a role in helping musicians to alleviate. I've seen a lot of power in the way that fans are connecting with their favorite artists online, leaving comments and, and showing them positivity and gratitude has a huge effect. Um, there are so many people that could use a lift right now. And so if you're able to financially support artists through their tip jars or buying merchandise or records from their website directly, all of those things are really great ways to support them. Um, you can also support Backline with a donation and know that that goes to support the mental health of the industry. And this is a collective pool from which any number of musicians and crew members might need to pull from. And so it's a really good way to uh, give a trust donation and, and say, you know, I know somebody out there might need it and I don't know them directly, but um, I support music as a healing and Im intensely emotional experience. And I want to make sure that music and musicians and their crew members can survive this so that we can continue to hear new music and get back to work and go to concerts and have fun and, you know, for me, concerts are such a, a vital part of my experience that I need my favorite bands to be healthy and happy when we go back to work so that I can hug my friends and cry to my favorite song and all of that. And so by supporting Backline, you are supporting those people and staying healthy during this time and finding the resources that they need to go back to work. And, and when we talk about going back to work, I think there's an additional set of challenges on the other side of this, which is, you know, we've, I think at this point in the wake of COVID, we may have found routine now at home. And, and when we're asking people to go back out on the road and tour, it's going to be another big shift. And the substances are right back there. And, and the first night out or the first month out is going to be a big party for a lot of people who maybe haven't been doing that um, or have been really diving into time with their family and then feeling a shift there as well. And so we are looking at this as a long-term issue and something that we're going to be dealing with the repercussions of for a long time. So it's, it's not all hunky dory when we get back to work. Although I think we're all looking forward to it, we need to recognize also that that will have its own set of challenges. A big thank you to Hillary Gleason for talking with us and for all of the great work Backline is doing to help folks in the music industry and their families. Next week on Untangling the Chords, we'll have a frank discussion about mental health with Balin, a New York City-based band comprised of siblings Daniel, David, and Julia Balin. Thank you so much for listening to Untangling the Chords. If you or someone you know is struggling with a mental health issue, there's a list of resources at soundmindslive.org resources. I'm George Bodarki. Our writer is Anthony Alimo. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>